Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours welcome to faith in the zone a show about sports and faith how the two come together and lives being touched right now discover how people in sports walk in faith with host mike mcgivern and pastor ken keltner on 1250 a.m the fan Welcome to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Hope to get him in studio soon. It, uh, I thought it was getting close, but uh, now it's far away again. I, I, I believe that. And uh, he's chomping at the bit to get back in. And Pastor, uh, I see him every Sunday, does a great job of, uh, of uh, preaching at Brookside Baptist Church and as a co-host, I would love to have him back in studio, and that will happen soon. I'm really excited about today's show, and I have to tell you, eight and a half years of doing this show, and if you guys have listened for a while, you know we've had on some big national guests from Tony Dungy to you know Bobby Bowden, Pastor Daryl Strawberry, Pastor Randy Cunningham. We've had on just a number of guests on a big national stage. We've had on some regional, local guests, and, and I thank all of them. One time in eight and a half years, I've been nervous to do a show, and that was with Dick Bennett. You know, uh, being a former basketball coach, 36 years coaching basketball, I watched Coach Bennett. His tapes, on the line, up the line, keep the ball on one side of the floor, your pace, play at your pace, play at your pace, over and over again. So I was a little nervous to do that show with him, and I'm nervous about today's show. And through some self-reflection, I thought, why am I nervous? Why was I nervous with him? Why am I nervous with Amy Lawrence? And it's out of pure respect. That's what it is. I had so much respect for Dick Bennett as a basketball coach. And Amy Lawrence, after hours with Amy, is as good of a sports talk person for me that I've ever heard. And I listen to her a lot. I I don't sleep a lot. I'm coming into the office. She's on this station on 1250 AM, The Fan, on a national show from 1 to 4 in the morning. And I will come into the office usually sometime between 1.30 and 2.30 to get a bunch of work done. And I will listen to Amy. And I, and I told her a little bit earlier off the air that, that she becomes addicted. I mean, she is so good at what she does. The first time I listened to her, which was two years ago, the first 10 minutes I thought, wow, I don't know if I've ever heard a woman by herself carry a show. And that ended in 10 minutes. I didn't think of her as a woman doing a sports talk show. I thought, wow, she's really good. I agree with that. No, I don't agree with what she's saying there. And I, I just continue to listen because she's, she preps so well. And that's one of the reasons that I have so much respect for her. She allows you into her life a little bit. And I knew the first time I listened to her that I thought, boy, I, I, I'm wondering if she's a Christian because of how she handles herself on the air. And she works really, really hard. Social media, you can follow her on Twitter at A-Law Radio, Facebook, A-Law Radio. You can go uh, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, YouTube channel. 
do me a favor. If you do do that, watch the After Hours Behind the Scenes movie she did in 2015. For me, a guy in this business, it was remarkable. We were joined by Amy Lawrence, After Hours with Amy. Amy, thanks a lot for a couple minutes of your time. Well, that is quite the introduction. I'm not sure anyone's ever brought me on with so much fanfare, but you are very kind. Uh, it is obviously a, a position that not only has God given me a platform that he's given me, it's my mission field, and I'm grateful Amen. that he trusts me with it, and I'm glad that we can connect. Although I got to say, you're missing out. We actually do four hours on the show, so somehow you've missed out on the final hour of, of after hours. Do you, hey, do you want to – hey, so here's after I retired from coaching basketball i do this burn boot camp every day at 4 45 and so when i leave the office i'm so sorry i the first it's a 30 minute ride to get there and the first 20 minutes i listen to christian music get my soul ready for the day and then i get jiggy with it right that i'm so weird i i get like my hips don't lie anything that'll get this old body moving before i get into bird boot camp and i do apologize i have it right here oh, she's you do not need to apologize. Oh, Anyone who listens for three hours, we already know that you're giving us more support than we could ask for. So it, I'm just teasing. It's, it is. She's on from one to five on the fan and, and anywhere. Odyssey, download the Odyssey app and you can listen to her anywhere you are pretty much in the country. Um, you can listen, and, and I have to tell you, Amy, when I said that I was nervous, it is out of pure respect, and I'll tell you why. I, I find your take on, on, on a lot of things really, really well thought out. It's obvious to somebody like me who does a few of these shows how much prep work you must do on a, on a daily basis. Your memory is really, really good. And the part that I love the most is you let us in a little bit to your life. And, and look, I'd love to meet you in person one day. I mean, you ever get up to Milwaukee, I will get, I will book a gym. I will send you down to the other end of the court to make you shoot with your left hand for an hour like your old <laughs> high school coach did, and then we'll play one-on-one or horse. What I really want to do is I want to meet your grandmother, who is uh, here in the state of Wisconsin. And I, I, I tell you, at her age, I, I've had some deaths in my family the last year and a half. My mom, I had an aunt and an uncle die. And, and I just Aww. love the fact that she is just really, she is the light of your life, man. She definitely is. Grammy Helen, who lives in the Fox Valley, so Appleton area, is now four months away from turning 100. In fact, four months from today will be her 100th birthday. And uh, I know that Betty White just passed away, and that made a major impact on me because she was so close to hitting the century mark. And every time I would think of Betty, I would think of Grammy Helen. And the other thing that happened, I know this hit Grammy pretty hard, last year her best friends since kindergarten. No kidding. They had known each other since they were five and six years old. Her best friend passed away days before her 100th birthday. So I'm trying not to say much to Grammy Helen about it, but the family's already started to figure out what it is that we want to do. And yeah, I spent so much time in Wisconsin when I was a kid, not in Appleton. She actually lived for 70-something years uh, in the little teeny town of Owen, Wisconsin, which is in Clark County in the middle of the state, Amish farm country. And so that was will always be a place that matters so much to me. But, yes, Grammy Helen is such a blessing. God has been so good to her. She's in really good health. She actually survived COVID. She wouldn't have even known she had it had she not uh, tested positive. And, you know, like every other uh, senior in the country, has just been through the ringer over the last year and a half, now almost two years. And she is so strong and tough and has a great sense of humor and just refuses to complain. She's a superhero. I tell her that all the time. Uh, We laugh so much on the phone. And get this, Mike, over the last year and a half, and I've shared this on the air, my Grammy does not have a computer. She does not have a cell phone. She has no technology whatsoever except for an actual landline, which I call her on. (laughs) But the uh, villa where she lives wanted to make family members more accessible when we weren't allowed to see them at all over the course of the pandemic in 2020. And so they made a way for these 
amazing men and women to learn how to use Skype. And it's, um, it's so awesome because uh, a member of her or the staff there at her villa brings a computer into her apartment, puts it down on the table, and she just sits down. And we will talk for an hour if they forget to come back and get the computer. So it's amazing. I'm so proud of her. She just did her first painting class at 99 years old. She's done chair yoga at, you know, at 98, 99. The woman is absolutely amazing. She's a tank, and she's a superhero. Her. Do you know, we, we um, just recently, and my, my mother died uh, a year and a half ago in, in April, um, and, and it was right in the beginning of, of all the COVID stuff, and, and I called her on a Tuesday, Amy, and, and uh, I said, Ma, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm good. I said, you're good? She goes, yeah, I kind of like this. I said, you like this? She said, yeah, nobody bothers me. I said, don't you miss me? She said, no, not so much, but I miss those jelly donuts you bring. And I said, well, I'll bring, I'll bring some on Friday. She said, well, Michael, you're not going to be able to get to my room. I said, no, I'll leave, I'll leave two of them at the front. She said, two? How about four? I said, I can leave four, Mike, and leave a dozen, whatever you want. <laughs> that was a Tuesday, and we had a great conversation on Wednesday um, she lived at the Catholic home on the east side of Milwaukee, and they called me and said, hey, she's not doing well. I said, I just talked to her, like last night. She, she hadn't been out of bed today. And I said, let me talk to her. And I said, do you want to go to the hospital? She said, no, I'm just tired, and and if I don't feel good, I'll go tomorrow. And I asked them to, to just make sure, could you go in every two hours and keep her hydrated? And Amy, the next day, she passed away. And, oh. you, you know, she what she wanted when she died was three things. We had this conversation. She wanted an open bar. She wanted um, nobody to be sad. She wanted a life celebration. She wanted an open bar. She wanted um, the Eddie Butts Band, which is a local band here that plays like play that funky music, white boy, all that kind of old disco kind of stuff, dance music. And she wanted Lisa's Pizza which we grew up on. It was two blocks from her house. She loved Lisa's Pizza. And she said, "I that's what I want for my life celebration. And I didn't know how to walk into this, Amy. Should I be happy? Should I be sad? It's going to give me some closure. And it was all of that. It was all of that. We have six. There's six of us McGiverns. Um, from, we, I had two brothers down in Florida. The rest live here locally. And a lot of family that came in and a lot of friends and you know, we celebrated her life. And, Amy, you'll love this. When I was younger, when I was a little kid, she didn't like to drive if it was snowing or raining out. And we were having a pretty good snowstorm. And she said, hey, get in the car. And I'm like, what? She said, we're going to a high school basketball game. I think I was probably in fourth or fifth grade. And we drove to this high school, Milwaukee Marquette. And we got there. And the kid at the door said, I'm sorry, it's sold out. And she said, no, it's not. My son's going to see this game. And the kid said, ma'am, it's sold out. And she said, who do I have to talk to? He's getting in to see this game. And the kid said, go ahead. Just go on in if you can find a place. And it was Jim Jones who played at St. Catharines against Allie McGuire. Al McGuire's son played at Milwaukee Marquette. And we stood at the top of the bleachers. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be good enough to play, but I'm going to be involved in this. And she loved basketball. And that's why 36 years, I, I was inducted into the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Hall of Fame a couple years ago, and she was there. And she said, hey, come here, two things. Are you going to get um, inducted in the basketball one? Like, I don't even like football. And who did the seating chart? Why are you sitting next to the head football coach from Wisconsin? I go, I have no idea, Ma. And I don't know about the basketball thing either. And she passed away, and I was inducted in the basketball one a few months ago. And she would have just adored that, Amy. She would have loved it. Yeah. Well, obviously, even if she didn't know here on this earth, uh, she certainly planted all of those seeds and encouraged your basketball career uh, when she was here on the planet. And uh, that that's neat that you uh, have that memory, of course. But thank you for sharing so much about your mom. Uh, I know it's, it's so hard. Coming through the holidays, uh, I know they're about peace and they're about joy and all the reasons why we celebrate, especially as believers. But it's also really difficult because so many people 
people uh, are feeling the pain of loss or are missing loved ones or, you know, are going through kind of the anguish of loneliness. And uh, I know on Christmas, my Grammy went over to my uncle's house. He lives near Appleton. And it was just such a blessing because she very rarely leaves her apartment anymore. Uh, And for her to get over there and make the effort, she was exhausted after lunch, but she was also surrounded by seven or eight other family members. And uh, as you talk about your mom and and the pandemic and what it's meant for so many who've been isolated, uh, we maybe, I hope, we we won't take for granted time with family because it's precious and it's fleeting. And you never know when, uh, when God will call our loved ones home. Amen to that. You know, I and, and I didn't want to spend this much time on on, on this in the first segment, but I, I just feel like I know Amy Lords. I feel like she's a friend of mine. And look, I, I just listen to her all the time and, and I can't recommend this enough for you guys. If if you if you're not up at that time from one to five in the morning, you know what? Uh, just Google her and watch and listen to some of the things that she does. And then when you get a chance. And, and I thought, wow, I, I cannot be a bigger fan. And then I started reading some of her blogs. And as good as she is on the air, I think she's a better writer. And I, I, I went back. I, listen, here, here you go. 2015, role model, not supermodel. This article jumped off the page at me, and I was going to highlight one or two sentences, but I want to read this part. Again, the name of it is Role Model, Not Supermodel. And she talked about her nieces, and she talked about a man who came up and said, look, my daughter's listen to you and and you're a big you know you're on this platform for them and thank you for what you do and as i read this i'm going to share this with you the concept of perfection is another is another i want to shoot holes through as a role model while i'm while i'm a perfectionist and hold myself to the highest standard i also recognize there's no such thing as a perfect job a perfect marriage a perfect family perfect friendship, perfect body, perfect woman, or perfect life. The truth is life can be flat out hard. Totally stinks sometimes. I'd rather demonstrate poison or pressure and peace in the midst of chaos. I'm I'm trying to show humility when I stumble and forgiveness when others do. Respect in the face of disrespect, kindness in the face of insults. And it goes on, and, and, and I'm telling you, Amy, you have a gift and your gift is when, when, when you start to talk, you paint a picture. And being on the radio, it's theater of the mind. You do a great job. But when you write, for me, it just it really jumps off the page, and I want to thank you for that. I appreciate that. Writing does not come easy to me. It's much more of a labor of love than talking, though I do put a lot of labor into the radio show. But uh, writing is something that takes all of me, my emotion as well as my intellect. And uh, often those blog posts, those columns that I write will take days and weeks before I can get them on the page the way that I like them. I'm also a perfectionist and anal retentive, which does not go well with writing, but it's therapeutic for me. And so I'm envious of those people who can sit down and just bang out a column or bang out a blog post. That's not me, but I know that every time I write, not only for me personally, it's therapeutic, but I've I've found that it's another way to connect with people, another way to share our faith, another way to to let people know they're not alone, and that is my number one goal when it comes to writing, is to try to establish this connection with people across words, across the internet, across computers, which is harder and harder to do in this electronic age, right? And yet, I found that when I do write, at least one or two, sometimes more than that, people uh, are in the same situation and feel as though my words speak to them and resonate with them, and that's all the incentive I need. So I keep writing, Mike, even though it's not easy for me. The the, the latest one, poor on the patience the latest blog was really good getting back to role model not supermodel and then we're going to get to a break what kind of role model do i want to be if you listen to the tony dungy interview he talked all day long about platform when when amy wrote this in 2015 the, and she says what kind of role model do i want to be the kind who realizes the platform and remains humbled by the opportunity for my nieces friends dads and young girls who follow my career and listeners who pay attention And because my mother, grandmothers, and so many others have done the same for me, I choose to embrace the responsibility of role model. 
Uh, you want to talk about refreshing? I, I at three thirty this morning, I'm clapping in a in an empty building <laughs> here at Odyssey, Milwaukee. She is Amy Lawrence, and we are so lucky to be able to spend time with her after hours with Amy again here on the fan, one a.m. to five a.m. or download the Odyssey app. This is Faith in the Zone on twelve fifty a.m. The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, our special guest for the entire hour. She's Amy Lawrence. Again, after hours with Amy, uh, she's on Odyssey stations all over the country. You can find her on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, A-Law Radio, and uh, her YouTube channel is really good. Ask Amy Anything is really good, and you'll learn a little bit about Penny the Dog and, and some things that uh, I just find very, very entertaining. And her take on sports is uh, just as good as it gets. Amy, second segment, Faith in the Zone, we like to ask our guests to, to share their testimony with us. And if you'd be willing to do that, I appreciate that. Absolutely. It's the, the reason that I am who I am and where I am and, and why I do what I do. And it goes back to a moment that I can remember when I was in first grade. Uh, it's funny, I was just talking to my best friend over the holidays. Uh, she and I have known each other since high school, and she has a son who likes to hang out. He's in college now, likes to hang out in Athens, Georgia, which is, of course, the home of the University of Georgia, who will be in the national championship coming up on Monday in football. And it, that triggered a memory for me because it was Athens, Georgia as a first grader at Athens Christian School that I accepted Jesus into my heart. And of course, as a first grader, a six-year-old, you don't know the implications. You don't know the impact. You certainly don't understand. Uh, It's a lifelong pursuit to try to understand this God that we serve and what he asks of us and, and how to surrender and how to live our lives to glorify him. But at six years old, it meant something to me. And I can still remember... Uh, the, the auditorium that I was sitting in, I can still remember the room where this group of kids went next to the auditorium. It was a library that served as an office. And I can also remember my little brother, who followed me everywhere at five years old, followed me down the aisle. And so he was in the same room with me, and we asked Jesus to come into our hearts at the same exact time. Uh, and so all of that made such an impact. But the reason for my accepting of Jesus and my my desire to be a Christian even at that young age is because I understood that our God is our Father. And as as a little kid who watched my parents get divorced. I wasn't even two years old, so I don't remember that particular moment. Um, But I do remember the angst of being in a broken household. I remember how tough it was for my single mom, who was a Christian, a very young Christian, but did everything she could to bring my brother and I up the way that a godly mom should do. But I also remember the, the, you know, the problems and the conflict with my biological father who's not a believer and uh it it's it was a it has always been a very tough relationship with him for a lot of reasons and because of that i felt like i had no father and that was the void that god filled that was the relationship that i so desperately needed and wanted and because i understood that god is our father and that when we accept him we are children of god we are brothers and sisters we are mm-hmm. heirs i am a daughter of the king which of course i didn't understand as a 6 year old but i do now that's exactly what i needed and and over the years god has become so much more than that but that is my testimony my reason for accepting him as a six-year-old is that he is my father, and he is everything a father is supposed to be. Uh, and as much as it sounds odd, maybe it's it's never been odd to me. So th- that is why I love our God. That is why I'm so grateful for a father, and, and that is why, as they say, I'm sold out. Right, So regardless of whether or not my prayers get answered when I want them to or this life looks like I had planned, which, of course, it does not. When does it ever? Uh, Nothing like what I had planned for myself and for my future. Uh, I wouldn't trade it. Um, 
because who knows what kind of an impact he's making with the radio show or the blog or the connections, but I do know that the peace that comes from serving God, the peace that comes from a relationship with him is priceless, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. Amen. And and I have to tell you, I, I, I'm so happy that this this Christian school in Athens, Georgia, you know, did that. And and look, I, I believe in Christian schools. I sent, you know, my son to, to a Christian high school and my son and daughter to a Christian college. And I, I believe in that mission. And, and I'm so happy when somebody steps out and says, look, this is where it started. This Christian school, these teachers and this pastor or these adults you know, I listened and and I got it. And then when you talk about your mom and being a young Christian and doing the things and being able, being strong enough to say, "Hey, look, you know what? We, you're right. We are divorced, but this is who I am now." And and I know that your dad might have uh, not the same beliefs, but this is the way we're going to live our lives. And I know that. Look, I, I secondly, I envy you a lot because you figured it out at an early age. I did not. I'm 100% Irish, very stubborn, and figured it out much, much later in life. And, you know, the amount of people that you've been able to plant seeds with, you know, since you were six, seven years old has been numerous and we'll never know until we get to heaven the amount of people that we have we have reached with that. And I wish that I would have figured it out a lot earlier. And uh, I, I, I thank God for that school in Athens. And I thank God for your brother and your mom that that you were able to live in, in that household and, and learn about our father. Yeah, it it was tough. It was a tough upbringing uh, for a lot of reasons, not just because of my dad. Uh, my mom worked so hard, a couple of different jobs, and, um, you know, made some, as all human beings do, as all parents do, made some tough decisions that affected our lives. But as I look back, uh, and I didn't appreciate her when I was growing up the way I should, but I'm so grateful for the example that my mom set. And even as I wait I don't know when God is going to answer this prayer, but I believe that he will, even as I wait for him to connect me with my own husband and uh, potentially to be a mom, whatever that looks like. Uh, I'm so grateful for her example. It was just one parent, right? I didn't have the other and still really don't have the other. But along the, the journey of my, my life and my career, God has put some incredible father figures uh, into my path, uh, you know, as Christian men, as godly men who would you know, exemplify what it means to be uh, a father who would take care of his kids or take care of the people in his life. And so he's been very good to me. I mean, I, like I said, even as I wait, I believe that I've had wonderful examples of parents and parental figures who have kind of taught me how it's supposed to look and, and uh, have, have shown me that it's worth all of the effort that you put into it. Amen, amen to that. Hey, um, and I've asked this, and I normally will give people a heads up before I ask it, so I apologize if it's a difficult question. But playing basketball, and, and, and you accepted Jesus Christ as a six-year-old, so you were a Christian in high school when you were playing basketball. Was it easier to walk worthy inside the locker room for you, or was it easier to walk worthy outside of the locker room? Well, I went to a Christian high school, and then I played basketball at Messiah College. Right. So I was in a Christian atmosphere. Uh, but I would say for me, because I'm so fiery and because I'm so competitive, uh, because I run my mouth, and that's always going to be my biggest challenge, is that uh, my mouth often gets the best of me. <laughs> and so even uh, even though it's my, my greatest asset, my ability to talk and communicate, it's also uh, the one that gets me into trouble the most is that tongue of mine. And so I would say in the heat of competition, it was always more difficult for me to be careful about how I conducted myself what I said, uh, and even now, there, th- this business that we work in, sports radio, it's been tough my entire career for females in this business, and as you point out, there aren't any other women who are hosting their own full-time sports talk radio shows at the network level. There's just me, but thankfully there are m- many more female voices now than there were when I started, but no one does what I do, and so I've had to fight and scratch and claw for everything my entire career, and because of that, similar to when I played basketball, uh, I have a hard time letting my guard down. I have a hard time uh, dropping that that kind of 
uh, pride or that wall. And so still my tongue will get me into trouble when I feel like I am defending myself or defending my ground. And so it's always going to be my biggest challenge is that in the heat of the moment when the adrenaline is going, can I remain humble? Can I use language that is filled with love and compassion and humility, but also kindness and empathy and compassion. Uh, and so it's, it is interesting, right, how God very often gives us talents and skills and abilities like he did with, with me and, and the ability to talk and communicate, but that also it can be my greatest downfall. Yeah, amen. If my wife is driving to church right now, she's laughing because that's uh, what you said very similar to me where my tongue gets me in more trouble and and pride has been an issue for me for a long time and even on a show like this Amy yeah a show that nobody should ever talk smack I you know can you by, by the way can you still hit a jump shot oh, probably yeah. I don't know if those skills ever go away I'm sure I would be rusty I haven't played in a long time that's one of the things that I miss the most about having picked up and moved to the New York City area is that it, uh, I miss the community at ESPN Radio. There were uh, there were people to golf with. I played softball for 10 years on a guy's team. I was able to play basketball. I haven't found that. New York is such a different animal. It's so big, and people are spread out so far. And I just, I, not only have I not found anyone to play golf with, but I haven't found anyone to, uh, other females to be able to play sports with. So it's a Every year, one of my big uh, New Year's resolutions is I've got to find people that I can go out there and play golf with, or or you know, I've, I've found some people to run half marathons with, so that's great. Um, that's a, a step in the right direction. So yeah, I would say, even though it's probably rusty, it would take a few minutes. But sure, you don't forget but, the mechanics of, of shooting the ball. Well, all I can tell you, again, uh, not supposed to talk smack on Faith in the Zone. Don't bring that weak jump shot up to Wisconsin. Don't do it. Well, I, don't. you don't need to worry about my jump shot as much as you need to worry about me backing you down you, into the post. You want I no back part. to the basket, typical player, strong, and can push anyone around, and I can post up like nobody's business. So don't don't worry about the jump shot. That's not where I'll get you. Don't. Well, maybe we'll be playing horse, and I'll bring you outside, outside by that three, and, and uh, take you away from the basket a little bit. She is Amy Lawrence. She is our special guest for the entire hour, and, and her testimony for me it's just it brought tears to my eyes when when you're six years old and you're 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 in Athens, Georgia, in a Christian school, and you make that decision, and then you you have a mom who is a strong Christian, and again we I, I have so much glass in my own house I can't throw stones at anybody. I've made so many bad decisions in my life, and here she is, single mom with with Amy and her younger brother by a year, and she says, "Look, this is the, the, we're going to be Christian, and this is what this looks like, and this what." Not always, but this is what this means. I, I thank that school, and I thank Amy's mom um, for you know just the direction and and the the, the way that that they raised her and the Christian schools that she went to. Uh, if you listen to her on the radio, or you you know go on Twitter, go on Facebook, or go on on the YouTube channel, uh, you will know. You will know. I knew immediately, fifteen twenty minutes in. That, that she was a Christian woman that by the way she talked and carried herself. And when I, when I reached out to her and said, please come on Faith in the Zone, she said, sure, you bet. I'd love to be a guest on a show like that. Again, she is Amy Lawrence, After Hours with Amy here on The Fan in Milwaukee. You can listen to her every morning, Monday through Friday from 1 to 5. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fame. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. Our special guest, she is Amy Lawrence. After hours with Amy, Odyssey stations all over the country. She is uh, here in Milwaukee. She's live from 1 AM to 5 AM. If you're not up at that time, do yourself a favor. A-Law Radio um, is her uh, Twitter and Facebook. Go to her YouTube channel. Make sure that you Google uh, Amy Lawrence and her blogs because she's a really good writer. And I know she had said early on that it's really difficult for her. 
But I look, I'll pray that she continues because she is so she's reaching a lot of people with how how good and how well she writes. And and I can't tell you how many blogs I've read the last 48 hours. And I thank her for that. Amy, that first segment, normally we kind of get into the history and the background and where people grew up. And we didn't do that. Can we talk a little bit about where you grew up and how you got to kind of where you're at now? Of course. Uh, you want to give me to give you the whole rundown? Because it might take a while. That's okay. We, you know what? We've got about eight minutes in this segment. But, I, you know, you grew up, right. I think, in New Hampshire, right? Uh, I did grow up in New Hampshire for the most part. It took us a couple of stops before we got there. I actually was born uh, outside of Chicago, and then my brother was born a year later in the Clearwater or Tampa, Florida area. And so we moved around a bunch, but once we finally settled, uh, by the time I was in elementary school, we were in New Hampshire, and so that's what I consider to be home, uh, though I haven't been there in a long time. But, yeah, I was in a Christian high school there, Concord Christian High School, went to Messiah College, played basketball, uh, graduated with a couple of degrees there and then went on to Syracuse to get my master's and got my degree in TV and radio. And from there, uh, it was into this crazy industry of ours. And I didn't start out in full-time sports. My first job was doing news. Actually, my first four or five jobs were doing news and doing sports either for free or a very nominal fee on the side. <laughs> but I'd always done play-by-play. Uh, since I was 16 years old, I started telling people that I was going to be the first female Johnny Most, and for those who don't know, he was an iconic radio play-by-play announcer of the Boston Celtics when I was growing up, and that's the reason I'm in sports radio. It will always be the dream is to work uh, in the NBA as a play-by-play announcer, and so uh, great that Lisa Byington has uh, has gotten that job with the Milwaukee Bucks because that is such a it's a groundbreaking hire, so I also appreciate that the Bucks gave her the opportunity. Uh, and so, believe it or not, my next blog post is going to be about how I just celebrated my 20-year anniversary in full-time sports talk radio. Wow. So I was in Oklahoma when I made the jump from news to full-time sports right after 9-11, which I wouldn't have traded as a journalist and someone who was working in news at the time. It was the only thing I knew how to do, which was to communicate to people what was happening and to, to be part of the news side of that event that, that so forever shaped our nation. But early in 2002, I made the jump to full-time sports radio. After one year, got fired, completely blindsided, <laughs> <laughs> thought my career was over, uh, got another job in Providence, Rhode Island. Same thing happened a year on my year anniversary, got fired again. <laughs> so I learned. I learned that, uh, well, it, just amazing piece of advice that a friend gave me in the Oklahoma City media. He said, you haven't made it in this business until you've been fired twice, and at least twice, I think is what he said. Uh, And his point was, there are going to be a lot of failures. There are going to be a lot of stops, more than there are starts, but it's all part of the process. It doesn't mean anything except that you're on your way to something new. And so, the beginning of my sports talk radio career. And I'll be honest, this is not ever the plan. I had no idea that I would be doing full-time sports talk radio for as long as I have. Uh, So I jumped from Providence, Rhode Island, into network uh, at ESPN Radio after I got fired. (laughs) I was looking for work, and um, they – gave me a couple of opportunities. They had no female voices on the air there in Bristol uh, and the radio side. And so I started to do more and more work for them. And about 2007, it became my full-time job of sorts. Uh, I was doing play-by-play for the Hartford women's basketball team and traveling with them on the side. And then in 2012, I got a call from the amazing Mark Chernoff, who sure. is the architect of New York Sports Radio, WFAN, and they were starting a brand-new network to launch on January 1, 2013, called CBS Sports Radio, and uh, they, they wanted me to come work for them. Initially, it was a leap of faith because they had to create a full-time job for me. It wasn't exactly what I wanted. I waited until three weeks before the network started, before we were able to agree on terms.
germs, and then I picked up my entire life wow. and moved it, almost sight unseen. I mean, I been in New York before, but pretty much uh, picked up my whole life and moved, left my friends, my church, my condo that I had bought, my first ever townhouse that I owned. I had just adopted a dog. I had two cats. I, I had, you know, it took me two and a half years to sell my condo, so finances were extremely tight. But this has been... It's been the platform. It's been the mission field. And it's crazy because very often I look around New York City and I think, Lord, I do not fit here. This is the opposite of me. What am I doing here? Uh, but I know without a doubt that he called me here. And so uh, even as we start year 10 of CBS Sports Radio, believe it or not, uh, I, and I haven't shared this with anyone really because the, the contract is not officially signed, but the company just offered me a three-year deal. And so by the end of this contract, I will have served 10 years as the host of After Hours with Amy Lawrence, which is almost unheard of in our business. And it's a, a strong confirmation and validation that God wants me to stay where I am. And so even as I have dreams that I haven't yet achieved and prayers that have not yet been answered, I know for certain that God has sent me to New York City uh, to be light and salt, and he's put me on the national airwaves uh, to to be – someone who will glorify him and bring honor to him. And that daily continues to be my goal. You know what? Thank goodness. Cause I look, I, I heard the other day uh, and, and I think he said, look, it's been agreed. It hasn't been inked yet. And, and I'm, and I'm happy that that's been taken care of. I, as a sales guy here at Odyssey in, in this radio business, I look, I've seen some things that I just shake my head at in this business. And when I heard maybe a week or 10 days ago before the holidays that that hasn't been agreed upon yet, it was one of the other things that I just, in this business, I just kind of shook my head. Like, look, I don't know that side of the building all that well, right? I do these little Saturday morning shows and this Faith in the Zone show. And being a sales rep, Amy, I sell those shows. So it's kind of like, look, I sell them to keep them on the air. I sell faith in the zone so that it stays on the air. I, I can tell you this. I sell a lot of my clients in overnights here on the fan in Milwaukee. And they go, overnight, you want me to be? I go, yeah. You want to know why? Let me tell you about Amy Lawrence. And and you need to you need to be spend some money so that that show, um, there you guys are on that show, and here's why. And so I'm able to do that part of it. But when I heard that, I don't understand the business side of on-air, but I'm sure glad it's a three-year contract. I, I, um, I'm, I'm happy you got that done. I, well, yeah, it's not – it's not uh, completely done yet, which is why I haven't shared it on the air, um, but it's, it's just about language now. And it's not a hold-up with a company. It's a hold-up with me. I'm looking for some clarification, and you know how the business side can, can be painstakingly slow. Uh, so, yeah, it's, I just haven't officially signed it, uh, but I am grateful. The one thing I was praying for had nothing to do with money. It had nothing to do with, uh, you know, the, the company. And if you're in this business for validation, then you're in the wrong business, right? right? So we very often, uh, often, excuse me, operate autonomously and don't get a lot of uh, com communication and connection with the front offices or the bosses, especially at a company the size of Odyssey. Uh, but the, what I wanted from God is to know if he wanted me to continue 100% here in this market. Um, and, and by market, I don't mean New York City. I just mean in this where he's sent me to bloom where I'm planted um, and that this is where he wants me to stay, but also that he wants me to continue doing what I'm doing for now. Because as I said, I've got other radio dreams, but I, I need to know. And, and three-year contracts um, in radio are rare, but also to be on one show. <laughs> Funny enough, Mike, I thought when I started overnight, I'll give it five years. Yeah. But you know, uh, I, God's <laughs> plans. Very often he doesn't reveal them on purpose because we wouldn't be able to handle them if he did. <laughs> I I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. And there are times where you think, okay, if I can do two more years with this, then you know I'm probably going to move on and see something else. And all of a sudden, you're 10 years into it. And what you have built, Amy, through all the social media and how, how hard you work, I, I hope that people understand how hard it is to do what you do. Um, really quickly, the first show I ever did – um, was this one-hour high school basketball show. They fired the guys that were doing it beforehand, and they said, you're a high school basketball coach. Why don't you do the last four weeks? And I did the first show, and it was really good, Amy. The second show, my the two guests 
never picked up, and I had to banter by myself for eight <laughs> minutes. I got I, it was the worst thing ever. I was so embarrassed. And what I what I realized from that is I have to be prepared to do it by myself. If I have to talk by myself. So I get here Saturday mornings no later than 5 a.m. I go on the air at 8 o'clock to do a home improvement show for an hour. And if you knew me, you'd know how funny that is. And then youth sports show high school. And I am fully prepped to talk the four hours by myself if I have to. Because of that second show I did 18 years ago that I was so embarrassed and I realized I did not prep enough, and you certainly prep a ton. And, and I, I just uh, I heard you say you prep one hour for – is it one hour for every every segment, every hour? Is that what you do? Yeah, a general rule of thumb is I prep one hour for every hour on the air. But in football season, that goes out the window. I mean, football requires so much more of the intense preparation. It's funny you mentioned I have a great memory. I, I feel the opposite. I, I am very good at taking notes. I have meticulous notes, which is why I have a great memory or why it sounds that way on the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you do. There, there's no doubt. Guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break be a short segment. But we end every faith in the zone with this question. All the uniforms you've ever put on, any sport for from the time you were six years old, put them in a closet. We pick out one uniform. You get one game. One, you can play one more game with that team. Who do you play against? We're going to ask Amy Lawrence that on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. So if you heard the first segment and you knew I was nervous for this show, you know why. Um, I'm just a big fan of Amy Lawrence. I just am. After Hours with Amy, I think, she, I think for me personally, she's as good as anybody in the country when it comes to sports radio. And uh, I'm just uh, I'm a more of a fan now than I was an hour ago. Um, Amy, last question on uh, Faith in the Zone. We always like to ask this. Every uniform you've ever put on, we put those uniforms in the closet, and you get to reach in, pick one out. What uniform is it? What team is it? And who do you play against? Well, it would have to be my college uniform. And I wore multiple uh, numbers, but I ended up as a senior with the number 33. And uh, it was a bit of a tumultuous time in my life. It was the first time that I had really confronted the issues with my father and my upbringing and kind of a tough childhood. And so I remember by my senior year, I had kind of had that breakthrough. I'd been in counseling and and the peace uh, that I had from from finally understanding and, and being able to let go of the, you know, some of the stuff in my past. Um, and so I was in a really good spot. At the same time, uh, I didn't always see eye to eye with my coaches there. And I remember that it was a frustrating senior year for me. It didn't really play out the way that I wanted. But I, there were times when God just reminded me over and over uh, that I was exactly where he wanted me to be. And so it, the thing about Messiah College is that we were the building rock blocks of women's basketball when I was there. We had never made the playoffs until my senior year. We finally made the playoffs, and I just remember that that first playoff game in school history was my last game as a senior, Uh, and I would dearly love to go back and play one more time for Messiah College against what was our chief rival, Elizabethtown College, Uh, and so this is in the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania area, And, and knowing what I know now about where I was in terms of the building process for the school uh, that has since, you know, developed this incredible legacy in women's basketball. And just to know, you know, when you're in college, you think that that is the most critical and incredible time of your life. And I tell young people a lot, like, it may feel like this is 
Um, this is all there is. And it may feel like it goes downhill from here, but it really does not. This is just the beginning. And, and if, to know then what I know now about me personally, about basketball, about my life, about uh, being a confident young woman who doesn't have to live up to the standards and aspirations that the world sets for us, it would just be a different way to play. Not to mention when you get older, you get smarter. Right. So, <laughs> to be able to play as a college athlete with uh, with uh, being smarter with all the knowledge I have now, I think I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more. So, yes, going back to Messiah College, College against our rival Elizabethtown College and to wear that uniform number 33 as a senior because 33 is always my favorite number there she is again and, and she brought this up but remember this and this is from a 2015 blog that I, I I have printed part of this out and it's in my office as we speak that there is no such thing as a perfect job a perfect marriage perfect family perfect friendship perfect body perfect woman or perfect life the truth is Life can be flat out hard, and I agree with that. I thank you so much. You know, I will continue to pray for for you and and your success and this show that you just put so much um, work into. And I will definitely be praying uh, for Grammy Helen that uh, she, you. you know, what here in the state of Wisconsin, and you're a long way away. I'm an hour from there, and if she ever needs anything. And uh, you need you need milk dropped off. You call me, Amy. I swear I will run up there and drop off a gallon of milk for Grammy Helen. Leave it at the door and just say that, man, this is from Amy. Whatever you need with her, I will definitely do for you. I appreciate that. Thankfully, she does have my uncle in town, but it's amazing how many people have adopted her as their own Grammy yep. all over the country and in Wisconsin and also offer to help her anyway. So, yeah, she's become a cult hero. I tell her all the time she's far more famous than I am, but she laughs at me. She is. Well, you know what? I'd like to meet you in, one, uh, meet you in person one day, but I definitely would like to meet her. Amy, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Mike. Thank you so much for the invitation. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked 12 outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.